Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm Matt Banwart. I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California, and I've been coaching for 16 years. I created this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, Caitlin and I are on the podcast. We'll be talking about the cycle of blame. So, Caitlin, you ready to rock and roll? Yes. All right. So just a quick overview, the cycle of blame is something that we see often with either incoming clients or our current clients. And this is something that we've both struggled with throughout the years and something we've really grown to kind of identify and fix uh, with some help and with the help of each other. So we really hope that this helps you guys kind of identify where you might have some uh, deficits and how we can improve upon that to not only reach your fitness goals, but also help you in life in general. So the cycle of blame is this. Usually when we're in a situation that is not ideal, we tend to blame our circumstances first, then we blame other people, and then ultimately we'll blame ourselves. And... What I've seen throughout the years of coaching and, you know, even in my own personal pursuits and throughout my whole life is that winners and losers ultimately have the same goal. But what separates those who actually succeed? And there are a lot of variables, but ultimately what I see, um, at least from what has happened to me in the past, is that it starts with myself. And when you blame other things or give into bad habits, those things own you. So don't let them own you. Don't give those things power. So let's get right into some examples of, to illustrate an example of blaming your circumstances. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah. I mean, the number one thing that we hear in the fitness industry, at least, when people start to blame their circumstances, they blame their time or lack thereof, I should say. But they don't have enough time um, in the day or in the week to exercise or work out. And we all know by now, like in reality, you have time. It's a matter of making time, right? Because it's just not a priority. It's not at the top of your list to get done. You know, all of us have that um, never ending to-do list. And I mean, I always tell you, like, I'll put it on the list. Right. And that's like the priority list of things that needs to get done. And for me, uh, exercise is always at the very top. Like that absolutely has to get done. And for most people, it's at the very bottom. And so it's just about moving that up the list and letting it become a priority instead of letting it, again, own you and that you don't have enough time um, to get into the gym or just prioritize your health in general. Yeah. It's really easy to get in that mode of where you're giving those things power because if it's out of my power, it's not my fault. Yeah. Right. But it is your fault. I mean, you just don't schedule. You, you obviously don't plan well. Um, you don't sleep well, right? Because then people are like, oh, I didn't sleep well last night. So that's why I didn't come to class in the morning. Um, well, like, again, then you have to make time in the rest of your day to get into the gym, right? But then it just, you know, falls on the back burner and it falls off the list. And the average American spends three to four hours either on their phone or on Netflix every day. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not. So we, you don't tell us you don't have time. <laughs> we spend an hour at least once a day decompressing and watching something just because, I mean, we're so social during the day. So we do have segregate, I mean, an hour after the kids go to bed to do that. So if we can do that, I think you can also uh, plan an hour out of your day to focus on your health and your fitness and your mental health and, and all the things. Yeah. And 
a specific example of when I blame my circumstances. And this is one of the biggest growing moments for myself was during COVID when we were struggling at the gym and I was seeing the cancellations roll in and everyone's like, I'm not comfortable coming back because of COVID. And then, you know, we had that other, we had people call the police on us. And (laughs) and I remember just being like, man, like this sucks. Yeah. Like everything, (laughs) the world is against us. The world is against us. Yeah. We were a non-essential business. I remember blaming the government. I remember blaming even our own members who didn't want to come back who, and I remember, I remember blaming the members who got upset at us for opening for not opening. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, people, people were upset. And, And I know a lot of you who went through that with us don't see that, but you guys didn't see a lot of things that happened behind the scenes on both sides. And but yeah, the circumstance of COVID itself. Right. And then at the same time, we we're trying to move the gym because we, we were, our landlord was not renewing our lease be, during that time. So on top of that, we're trying to find different buildings that would take us. And I remember blaming COVID again, because, you know, I always got that answer. It's you're a gym. Yeah. We were a non-essential business. We're, so they didn't want to lease to they, us like, either. Even if we had like the financials to back it up that we could yeah. afford it and show them, they were like, no. Yeah. The circumstance, the timing and the, the circumstance was, was horrible. so bad. But at the same time, we didn't let that get to us. Exactly. It came down to the last month. Here's the thing though, as I still, <laughs> I still blamed it. I yeah. blamed it, but guess what? I remember it does having this epiphany at some point And I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This isn't how it's going to end. It doesn't matter. Like I, I like, like the circumstances suck, but what else, like what's the alternative? Yeah. We the still had to get it done. Is, yeah. The alternative is closed. And I have a family of four at the time. And it's like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not qualified to do anything else. So this is my only path forward. Nobody was hiring either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was like, either we go for it. Like it was, it was one or the other and we didn't have time to, yeah. to really do that. And that, that's really when my eyes opened to where I kind of stopped blaming my circumstances. I didn't, I couldn't really put a label on it. Like I can now, like mm-hmm. the cycle of blame and remembering the cycle of blame really helps me because it's like, it's really easy for to even to this day to fall in that victim mentality of mm-hmm. like, okay, am I blaming my circumstances? Am I blaming other people? Yeah. Or am I blaming myself? It's easy to identify now yes. and like, and then from there strategize, you know, how to move forward. Exactly. Once you can identify it. You're essentially operationalizing the word victim mentality. Yes. Into something that you can understand and dissect and have an action plan be like, am I doing this and asking yourself the right questions? And then when you ask yourself good questions, you're able to execute because that gives you clarity when you're asking yourself the right questions. For sure. Uh, Let's move on to blaming other people. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) such a good one. This is a good one. People blame other people all the time. I I think, again, going back to fitness, number one, people blame uh, the fact that they have kids or they have a family. So they, again... My spouse won't let me. Yeah, my my spouse won't let me or I have to check with my spouse first. That's like one of the definite sales tactics that people throw in all the time, right? Is that they have to... They have to check in with something or someone else or someone's restricting them from from doing yeah. maybe what they want to yeah. do. Their I guess. mom, their dog, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, blaming other people instead of taking some ownership. I think l- taking ownership is definitely something everybody has to work on these days um, instead of automatically kind of like reaching out and trying to find something else to, again, place blame on. Yeah, exactly. And so much of it comes down to sometimes I think people are looking for a reason to fail. Yeah. Like, instead of a reason to succeed. Exactly. They're looking for a reason to fail so that way they can blame it on something other than themselves. Yes. And it's like, you know, I remember doing this. Like, I mean, we've all Googled 
something and WebMD came up and we're like, I have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like we're looking for a reason for a worst case scenario to happen. Yeah. And so we got to get out of that mentality and, you know, we're, we're just looking for reasons for negativity. Yeah. And we got to get out of that cycle. Mm-hmm. I think a good um, example would just be like in a workout. I mean, you know, when you're doing a workout and and maybe like you're five cows off of finishing the workout, you, you DNF the workout, you didn't finish it, but you were so close to finishing it. What's the first thing people do? They blame why they didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, I wasn't feeling 100. If I was feeling 100% today, maybe I would have finished if it. If I ate 30 or, minutes earlier. <laughs> you know, yeah, you automatically try to place blame somewhere. If I didn't have Taco Bell last night. <laughs> or, you know, if, if my friend was here, I could have pushed harder. Maybe if I worked out with so-and-so, I would have done better. Um, when in reality, it's just like, you just, you didn't, you didn't have it today. It's on you. And that's okay. You know, and it, it's look internal before looking external first, as far as like, did I, did I choose to do this or did I make those decisions to lead me here? Uh, you know, instead of always reaching out. Yeah. And a lot of times I've struggled with my behavior that stems from my emotions. And a lot of times I used to, and you know, this, I used to blame my dad a lot mm-hmm. because you know, I don't tell people this a lot and I don't, I'm not actually a hundred percent comfortable putting it out there right now, but <laughs> uh, Caitlin knows, but my dad and I did not have the greatest relationship growing up. And there were times where he said things to me and told me stories about me that were not true and made me feel it's really, it's really even hard to describe with how I felt, but I felt I didn't, I didn't feel loved. Let's just say that, mm-hmm. you know, I did not feel loved. And a lot of some of my emotional instability throughout my developing years was, I always blamed that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it, even that doesn't matter. I mean, just full disclaimer, and just so you're aware that my dad and I have a great relationship now. We talk mm-hmm. all the time, so just know that we've made amends. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not your fault, but it is your problem. Mm-hmm. And I tell myself that all the time, and that really helps because it allows me to have a little bit, <laughs> like a one-sentence victim mentality, but then when I say, it's my problem, then that's when I go into problem-solving mode. Yeah, because it's your choice. Too. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, you know, another example is that one time at our current gym, and this happened recently, it was there was a, like, uh, I think it was around Christmas when people just dumped a ton of trash from their Christmas presents into our dumpster. And I got, (laughs) I mean, I wasn't mad, but I was a little heated. I was a little pissed because I'm like, really, guys? Like, you're just going to dump all your crap into my dumpster. And then I remember just being like, well, it's not my fault, but it is my problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a great example. Now it's the garbage guy's problem, actually. Exactly. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really easy to blame other people. It's really easy to, you know, wave the finger and be like, Hey, you know, you made me do this Mm -hmm. when really we have a lot more control than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have choices too. We can make choices and that's kind of a part of just getting older. And I think hopefully as you get wiser and and fitter and all that stuff, you learn to kind of like self-acknowledge what's going on and, and just... You know, again, look, look internal before looking external. I think that's the best yeah. advice to, th- to, to have. And I remember when I would, I mean, you've been there, like in my dark times and where I, you know, throughout the years of where I blame my dad. And you were like, you know what, Matt, like, 
how long is that going to go on for? I remember yeah. specifically telling yeah, you that. exactly. Like, and I was like, you're right. That? Like, it's like, I'm living in the past. Like, it's over. We, we have a relationship now, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now it's like, what am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? So, um, all right. Uh, you're ready to move on to... <clears throat> Self-blame. Self-blame. Oh, yeah, that's our last one. So, mm-hmm. so we covered that people blame their circumstances, they blame other people, and then ultimately themselves. And a lot of times people blame themselves when, not, not in the way you think of it, but they, they blame themselves with like, they have some sort of inadequacy. Yeah, the number one thing we hear is genetics. <laughs> I mean, oh, I hear it yeah, all the time. Genetics. Like, oh, I'm, Or I'm big boned. Yes, or just like, I don't know, oh, I'm not built like you are. Or I'm not as young as you, or I'm, you yeah. know, or like I'm not like you. I'm not like you. And, that, that, and that's, I mean, on, that's a statement that doesn't serve you. Yeah, and stop I mean, comparing. When I say to you, others. I mean I'm talking about myself. Like yeah. that's what I hear from other people is mm-hmm. when they say they can't. Well, that's Caitlin, or that's what she does. I'm like, I'm, right. I'm not like you know special in any way. I think I, I mean I did do sports my whole life. I mean I, I've been athletic my whole life, but. I haven't been anything else that anybody could could be, right? We right. all have the same hours in the day. We all have the same capabilities. It's about how you serve yourself, the purpose, the intent behind everything, the choices you make, and how all of those things line up, and then compounded over time, right? Right. So the difference is not necessarily that we have different genetics, but that I've been doing this more consistently longer than most people. I mean, Matt's been doing it even longer than me. So that's why I look up to Matt and, and I always see him as about like, you know, further along than I am because Mm -hmm. again, you just have more years on me. And that applies to like all jobs. And, you know, we just happen to be, um, in the fitness industry. So it seems like this comes easier to us or more naturally. It's like, no, we've yeah. just been doing this longer. You know, like, you didn't see us start from zero. Oh my gosh. You didn't, you weren't there. Matt just showed me videos and pictures of me, um, from years ago, from probably 2013, 2014. And he was when like, he look, first started. he goes, look at how small your arms were. <laughs> like you are so I was weak. so <laughs> small. And at the time I don't remember thinking any of that, but looking back now, I'm like, wow, I've come so yeah. far, you know, like, so again, it's just that, that buildup of time and everybody's on a different <clears throat> journey. Everybody's, you know, doing different things and you can always change your journey. I mean, right in the middle of it and just take a total different direction. I mean, a great example is I, I use him a lot, but Matt's client, Ben, I mean, he's been a member at Red Wolf for many, many years and mm-hmm. just 2023 was his year, was his year. Like he With just worse circumstances, mind you. Yeah. He just made a huge choice and commitment to actually do something about his nutrition and really dial in, you know, all the different aspects. And he lost 70 pounds. Over 70 pounds. Over now. 70 pounds. Counting. He's still losing pounds. Yeah. He's gaining, he actually gained some muscle recently. He was losing some muscle for a while. Yeah. But then now he actually started gaining muscle again and he's still losing body fat percentage. Yeah. And I mean, amazing story because I remember, I mean, I, I see him every year and like just to see huge progress because of, you know, one or two big choices and decisions and commitments. And I can, I know that that's capable for everybody across the board. It's just a matter of when are you going to do it? Yeah. And just for context, um, the last scan, cause we can't see all his scans. We scan pretty frequently, you but can actually, um, I'll show you how, okay, we'll, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> but at least I remember seeing him at 245 pounds and then his most recent scan, he's down to 191. Wow. But I can't remember. I think it was about six months ago. He was yeah. about 245. And then now he's down to 191. And he actually gained some muscle recently. Yeah, crazy. On his scan. And and mind you, like Ben is an attorney and he travels a lot. Um, 
he does litigations. He's on, he does, um, you know, um, calls all the time. Like he's half the time he'll stop during the workout and have to have to text someone back. Yeah. Um, cause it's urgent and he shows up, he's tired. He's not, he's very rarely is Ben ever at a hundred percent. He yeah. always comes in looking tired and that's not a bad thing. He shows up anyways. And guess what? He does the work. Mm -hmm. I think for years, you know, he probably <clears throat> was someone who blamed his circumstances blamed other people for you know him not being able to fully execute on his goals or his or his health and fitness and then finally when he probably like looked internally and was like you know what i need to make some serious decisions mm -hmm. and that's what he did last year and look at this huge progress so i mean he again the cycle of blame figuring out what you're doing and why you're doing it is yeah. the first step and then from there you can execute and i think that it just came full circle for him last year we're so proud of him it was no, awesome he's so <laughs> proud of him he's made so much gains this year and it was a steady progress too very rarely do you see someone make progress to where it's like okay i have this goal i want to get under 200 pounds mm -hmm. and they actually stick with it and you actually see the entire journey yes, come yeah. together bit by bit, workout by workout, scan by scan. And then you see it it's and amazing. you're like, holy it's crap, working. we made it. Yes. And we like, I remember like, we like we um, high when, when he went to like the, when he got sub 200 pounds yeah. and it was at 199, we were like high fives and give a big hug. We're like, we did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> like full success. And yeah. I know, I know many of you have, have these stories too, and you've probably come to us from already on a journey, right? I know a few people have joined recently who are like, oh, you know, I've actually lost 20 pounds before joining you. So like you've already come so far, we haven't gotten to see that yet, but I'm sure you've made decisions along the way to finally get to us and get here. And then I hope from here, we can only help you grow uh, even further. Absolutely. And, you know, a, a good example of myself, another personal story of where I blamed myself, um, I've said this before, but I grew up with dyslexia and you've even heard me blame my dyslexia 100%. for certain things. And guess what? I mean, I still have it. You can't get rid of it. Um, and I remember, but I remember specifically that when I was diagnosed with it, I remember having this wave of relief actually of being like, Oh, so that's why I'm an idiot. That's why I'm stupid. That's why I'm doing, getting terrible grades in school. And kind of leaning on that as a crutch, yeah, which like, was definitely the wrong move. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember specifically doing work and like, oh, I think I was doing homework at home. And I remember throwing my hands up and being like, "I'm done with this. I'm not doing this. Why? Why? Like, I'm stupid, anyways." Mm -hmm. and I remember my parents looked at me and they were like, "Stop blaming your dyslexia. That doesn't give you an excuse." Yeah, and that was a great wake up call for me because it's not. It doesn't matter. Like everyone, like you play the hand that you're dealt, mm -hmm. you know, because we all have different circumstances. We all have bad things that have happened to us. We've all lived different lives, but to think that other people haven't had it worse than me yeah. is, is incorrect Hundred <laughs> percent, to I say mean, the least. You hear all the success stories all the time of, you know, the people who have overcome, you know, tremendous difficulties being the top or elite and whatever, you know, field they're doing. Um, so it's all out there, but it's about like when you have someone around you who's done it, who can inspire you and push you in that direction. Like that's, that's what's needed. Oh yeah. And so many of our members are inspiring to me because I know for a fact, because I know a lot of our members' backstories, mm -hmm. and what's funny, guys, is you know them too, and you would never guess that they've come from absolute crappy 
times. Situations, yeah. yeah. And I take so much inspiration from them because they never bring it up. Mm-hmm. Like you would never guess yeah. that they were in those circumstances. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like we, we've heard some stories. We're not going to tell it on here because that's personal and that's not in our, <laughs> that's not, that's not allowed, but it's, it helps me get out of the cycle of blame because we have members at the gym who've had it far worse than me and who are far more successful than mm-hmm. me. So to think that I can't do the same with better circumstances is, you know, the outcome can happen the same yeah. way for me. I mean, the whole, the whole thing also stems from like this whole bare minimum mentality that's kind of happening now in the last few years of everyone being like, oh, like almost being okay with with giving the bare minimum or yeah. again, like, pl- placing blame on, on why we do things. But just having higher standards, like that's a great thing to have. Like just raise your standards up a little bit and all of a sudden you're able to achieve so many different things, right? You have to first believe and envision that it can happen and then, you know, get it done. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I will do a pet. Let's do a pet peeve right now. Cause one of my, <laughs> what's your pet peeve? One of my biggest pet peeves. And it's not, it's not that the message is wrong, but I can't stand it <laughs> when I see social media influencers or other fitness people be like, it's okay. If you, if all you got in today was a one minute walk <laughs> or it's okay if you didn't eat your vegetables today. Yeah. And it's not, it's not the wrong message, but I see that over and over and over and over and over again. And what irritates me is the fact that people accept the bare minimum as being acceptable. Mm-hmm. The bare minimum is good. Don't get me wrong. Like if you, if that's all you could get in today was a 10 minute walk or a one minute walk, I don't care. Good for you. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But that is not what is required. Yeah. You have to do what's required. Yeah. And this leads perfectly into something I want to say is that I stopped using the phrase, I'll do my best because I hate it. Because mm-hmm. um, most of the times in my life, I realized that my best wasn't good enough. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. My best wasn't good enough. I look back and the, the, the thing I would tell myself again is, Matt, don't do your best. Do what's required because what is required is usually better than your best. Yeah. And winners are built for the fight. You know, we said earlier, winners and losers have the same goal. Winners are built for the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just pushing forward and, you know, raise your bare minimum, basically, I guess. I mean, it's okay to have a bare minimum, like Matt said. But I guess just slowly over the years, you got to start to, like, raise those standards up in order to push yourself forward. I think you're either going, remember we said it before, you're either going forward or you're going backwards. There's no maintaining. I think a lot of people actually get into fitness. And once you've been doing it for a few years, you're kind of like, well, at least I've maintained over the last few years. And to me, I mean, maintenance is great and all, but I mean, you still have to be improving in, in something else. There should be a goal. There should be a task to push you forward. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. It's just like that. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Yeah. Wow. You got all the quotes today. I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Lone Survivor. (laughs) It's a good one. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen Lone Survivor, it's the movie about Murph. Yeah. So great movie. Watch it every year. Watch it every year before we do Murph. And we're like, we get pumped up. (laughs) We do get pumped up because I'm like, I have to do it now. Yeah. Out of, just out of respect. Add that to your <laughs> traditions, everybody. Watch The Lone Survivor before you do Murph, and you'll be super inspired. Yeah, it's very <laughs> inspiring. 
Um, let's kind of get into a framework now of what people can do to get out to or to break the cycle of blame. And I think it's important to remember that just like with anything else, anything worth having is going to come with a price tag. Mm-hmm. And so growth, progress and success are preceded by discomfort. So the framework that I like to use is the first question I ask myself is what story am I telling myself? Because the thing is, is a lot of times that when we blame our circumstances, our brains are not rooted in reality. And the, the, the issue is no human being on earth actually sees true reality. We all have perceptions, yeah. but we don't have perspective. And this is why coaching, I think, is so important because we've bringing it back to fitness is like we have people who come in with a certain perception, but they don't have perspective. Mm-hmm. For example... I mean, frequently, at least once a month, we get someone who wants to lose 30 pounds in two weeks. And we have to like, we have to manage those expectations. Yeah. Um, So what story am I telling myself? So am I telling myself that I'm a victim? Am I telling myself that I'm not good enough? Am Am I telling myself that it's this person's fault? Am I telling myself that, you know, I'm not like that? And if you are telling yourself that, ask yourself, what is required for me to do that? Or what competency am I lacking? Mm-hmm. So you have to identify the problem before you can solve it. So what story am I telling myself? Yeah, like what is it going to take, mm-hmm. right, for me to accomplish X, Y, Z? Can I do those things? Working backwards, I mean, I've, talk, I've said that in the last podcast, goal setting everything. Having a vision and then working backwards really helps me achieve all my goals. And, um, and I think in visualizing... I've really started visualizing a lot more, not just in my fitness, but in life itself, visualizing and manifesting things to try to make them happen really, I mean, I'm, I'm sometimes amazed actually when things happen and become reality. I'm like, wow, I actually, I actually did it. You know, so first step is, yeah, visualizing what needs to be done and then executing upon that. Yeah. And I, again, one thing that also helps me is that I try and view everything as a skill. So instead of me immediately dismissing that I can't do something or yeah. like, I, I like, I mean, how many times do we hear that? Like, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm like, you just need more reps. Like, you need more practice. You need more intent. Like so many things. I, oh, that is a good one. I can't do that. Like I yeah, hear that all like the time. All the time. Or why can't I do this yet? You just haven't done it enough. Like you've it, done it's it. It's a skill. You've done it it's two times in your entire life and you're wondering why you can't do something. I mean, did you learn how to tie your shoes in two times or did it take you months? Probably months. <laughs> yeah. I had a good talk with someone the other day, actually. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause that reminds me of a conversation I had with a member and they were like, you know, they're a little bit newer. They've probably been with us about a year and they're, and you know, they were kind of down and they were like, Matt, like, you know, how do you get to how you are? And I told him, I'm like, I've probably accumulated close to four to 5,000 workouts in the last 16 years. Yeah. Like that is so many, like, I mean, you're comparing yourself to me when you've done maybe a hundred workouts with us. Yeah. I've been doing CrossFit for 16 years. That's why I can do all this. And mm-hmm. like, I really wish that we had iPhones back then so I could have documented oh my, gosh, my journey because yes. I totally would have because I started from absolute zero. And like, you guys need to realize, like I started just like you. I didn't have a coach. No athleticism. We <laughs> like, I mean, YouTube was just getting started. There was no Instagram back then. There was, there yeah, was no, there no there, the, re, the resources <laughs> were not there. Like, yeah, like CrossFit was brand new. Like everybody just did bodybuilding and 
strength and conditioning. That was it. Plyometrics. Yeah, it wasn't like CrossFit was functional fitness was not a thing at mm-hmm. all. Like people had no idea what it was. So I had to figure it out on my own. And so you can't compare yourself to others. And mm-hmm. so again, that leads us into my second question that I asked myself is what story am I telling myself about others? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we make assumptions or we project our expectations onto other people or we have a preconceived notion of they have expectations for us, which hasn't actually isn't stated. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to remember that, you know, take a step back, zoom out, zoom out, let yourself feel the emotions. That's okay. But then get into problem solving mode. Yeah. I know. Problem solving mode is the best. Yes. And then finally tell yourself that it's not your fault, but it is your problem. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how much that has helped me. Yeah. We should make that into a shirt. <laughs> we should make that into a shirt. Um, any other frameworks or any other guides that you can help people break the cycle of blame? Um, no, I think we've covered them all. I mean, for me, it was vision. I mean, visualize and problem solve. I mean, Matt sometimes thinks I problem solve a little bit too quickly. Like I don't, you know, let the emotion subside. I'm instantly trying to fix every problem right away. Um, I think zooming out, looking at the whole perspective, gaining some knowledge and then executing after is um, a lot more important. Yeah. And what really helps too, if you're not sure about this, I mean, it's really hard because it takes time to develop this. Cause again, this is a skill just like anything else It's going to yeah. take time to get awareness to where you're doing this. Cause a lot of times we're not even aware that we're in that victim mentality or in the blame cycle. So one of the best things you can do, if you can't remember asking yourself these questions, at least have someone who's like you look up to, mm-hmm. who is easily accessible, who you can ask and at least run things by and just be like, hey, am I seeing things the same way that you are? Yeah. That's always a good thing as well. And one thing I want to talk about, I just thought of it now, yeah, um, go ahead. with the whole cycle of blame thing. I think with that being said too, is that people give up way too easily on things because they start to place blame on other things. Oh yeah. You know, for example, I mean, nutrition is the biggest one. They start a new diet or, or, or whatever new Mm -hmm. challenge and a week in they're like, ah, it's not working for me. You know, it's working for so-and-so, but it's not working for me. She's different than I am or he's different. She's got better genetics. He's got better genetics. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have kids. She doesn't have kids. This is taking so much time, you know, to meal prep and log my, food it's so hard like there's just uh, all these you know you start blaming everything and then you quit and you give up and you only did it for a week and that we all know things take a lot of time and a lot of reps i mean think of if you think like it's going to take a week multiply by that by like a hundred because it that's the reality of it yeah. it's not going to take that long. increase the time horizon yes and um and don't give up and i think once you start blaming things you're more susceptible to just giving up and then you're you're never going to progress on. So just know things take time. Once you identify what you're blaming things on, be like, it's okay, I'm doing this, and then problem solve and move on and, and stick with it, right? Make adjustments, but stick with it. I think once people start, you know, committing to long-term goals, you're going to see a much bigger benefit and then you're going to gain momentum and that's where the magic happens. That's where things really start coming together. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't even notice it. Yeah. You're always, it'll just click. You're just all of a sudden going to be there and you're like, wow, I'm doing it. I don't ever want to go back. Right. Cause we always talk about the journey to get to like that peak of your personal fitness, whatever your goal is or, or life or whatever to get there is so hard. But once you're there, maintenance is, 
is almost easier because mm -hmm. you never want to go back. Like you, you know what's that the grass is greener on the other side and you want to stay there. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, I love that. That was very well said. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we start to wrap things up? No, I think that was it. All right, cool. Well, I'm just going to kind of give you guys a quick summary. And just so you know that these are just things that work for us. What might work for you might be different. So just take what we said with a grain of salt, kind of treat it like a buffet, pick out what you like, use it, give it a shot and let us know how it goes. So today we talked about the cycle of blame. So we talked about how people often blame their circumstances, other people, and then ultimately themselves. And remember, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, that winners and losers ultimately have the same goals. And what separates those who are successful is that the fact that winners are built for the fight. Um, and then just remember that growth, progress, and success are preceded by discomfort. And then always ask yourself, what story am I telling myself about myself specifically? And what story am I telling myself about other people? Mm -hmm. And then I'll end with this. And this is, um, this is something that helps me actually execute on things is that I love this quote. It says, complexity is the enemy of execution. I'll say that again. Complexity is the enemy of of execution. So find a way to make whatever is required of you as simple as possible. And remember, it's not your fault, but it is your problem. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so that way we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and DM your questions or content suggestions there. We're always looking for new ideas. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed, Nailed it. it.